have for you from Jesus. Let's acknowledge him, Jesus. We thank you and praise you that you always have a word for us, that you're preparing us for your return. You're preparing us to live in your kingdom and heaven with you when we leave here and also to live in your kingdom right here and right now. We thank you and praise you for taking over this. We bind the enemy that you've given us authority to do. And we're asking you that you would just give us ears to hear what you have to say to us individually. We love you, we praise you, and we give you all the glory. You're so good to us. We thank you, we praise you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the glory, Lord. So today, Jesus wants to talk to us about compromise. And um, when we compromise, like as if, say you're making a cake. I'm not so good in the kitchen because I don't really want to be in the kitchen and I just quickly do things and I don't always follow the recipe. And then what I'm making is a disappointment. It doesn't turn out. And then I wished I would have taken a little more time because I'm not usually making anything for myself, but for someone else. And Jesus is saying the same thing to us today about following his way. James tells us if we break one law, we break it all, all the law. In Matthew 6.33, actually, I want to read that to you. He said to do life his way. He said, if, if you um, seek his way of doing and being right, all the things you need will be added to you. It'll all work out. It'll all work out. You'll have the recipe right. You'll have the prescription right, and everything will work out for you. I was thinking of the story in Kings. Um, Nahum, he had leprosy, and he wanted to be healed a certain way. He had big expectations. And then what he had to do is jump, dunk in the Jordan River seven times, and he didn't want to do that because it was dirty. You know, and sometimes God asks us to do things that maybe don't make any sense or make any sense to someone else. And we start looking at us. We get prideful and we start thinking about how it made us look. But God wants to tell you today, he has a plan. Jeremiah 29, 11, he has a plan and he's gonna work things out for our good. But we have to trust him and just do it his way. Seek, his, seek first his way of doing and being right and all those things that you need will be added to you. And the reason we're talking about that part of it as well is because we compromise because we're thinking about us. What about me? What If I do that, how am I going to look? If I do that, what, where am I going to live? What am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? What am I going to wear? If I don't compromise, would I lose my job? If I don't compromise your word, then what would happen? Would I be letting everyone down? You know, so much of the time, you know, we are, we are breaking God's law because we're doing things to please others. We're doing things that we don't believe are right, even when Jesus is, is nudging us and saying that's not right. We keep doing it because we're afraid. We're afraid of what's going to happen if we do the right thing. And Jesus would say to you today, Follow my recipe. Follow my way of doing and being right. And then you're not going to have to worry about how it's going to turn out because it's going to turn out for your good. If you do things my way, 
I'm going to work everything out for your good. If you do things my way, I can actually do something in your life. You know, so much of the time we are unhappy, we're depressed, and not liking um, the way things are going in our life. And, and it's because Jesus said, I told you all these things to do these things. So obey me so that my joy in you would be complete. You know, when I get to do these videos, I didn't want to do these videos. I didn't want to do this. But he keeps talking to me about my gift. This is my gift to do. To teach you what he tells me to teach you. To give you the word he tells me to give you. And it makes me excited. It makes me happy. I'm always glad that I got up and I did what I didn't feel like doing. Oftentimes, he'll say fast. And I don't want to fast. I was thinking I wanted to eat this today. I don't want to put myself aside for you. I don't want to fast and pray for his people always. I'm not saying put myself aside for Jesus. I'm saying put myself aside for those that he loves. I just, my flesh doesn't always want to do what he wants me to do. But he needs me to care. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. Just care about what he cares about. And so he wants me to care about you. And so when I fast and I get closer to him, I feel so excited after I started it. I don't want to do it. I don't always want to do what he's telling me to do. But I got to trust that he knows better. He knows good. Sometimes the instructions that he gives you are not fun easy or something your flesh wants to do. Our flesh is always fighting us. But when you do what God tells you to do, you are going to have that joy to the full till it overflows. John 10, 10, I have come that you may have life to the full until it overflows. Can you trust that? Can you trust that he came to give you life and give it to the full and, and have it to the full? Until it overflows, can you trust him? If you can, you can have that life. It comes by faith. It comes by following the recipe, following the instruction that he gave you. After Nahum finally dunked in the Jordan River seven times, after he had a fit and he did it, he was cleansed. Go ahead and have your fit if you got to have your fit. And then go do what God told you to do. And sometimes it feels seriously like walking on the water, but you're going to be okay. It's going to be okay. He's going to work it out for your good. You know, God is calling us in this day to prepare the way for him. And if we're going to compromise the word, if it's going to be about us, then we can't do it. We, we, we can't prepare the way for him because we're constantly running around that mountain. We're constantly worried about ourselves, like he said in Matthew 6. What, do you, what am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? What am I going to wear? He gave so many directions in Matthew 6 um, that are for our benefit. And we just, we compromise it. We just go ahead and do it anyway. And mostly because we don't know it because we're not giving him attention. Because our mind isn't on preparing the way for him. We're not watching and praying. 
we're watching, we're looking out for us. So really what he's saying in this whole thing is stop worrying about yourself. When we take care of his stuff, he's going to add what we were trying to take care of before. He's not only talking about material things. He's talking about contentment, peace, and joy. His kingdom is about love, and you can't love others until you love him. Until you love him and care about what he cares about, you can't love your neighbor. You're not going to care about your neighbor. You're not going to fast and pray for them. You're not going to give to them of your gift because you're going to be too worried about providing for yourself. When you love him with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, you're going to be intimate with him. And you're going to know the things that are on his heart. And if we're not intimate with him, we're just, we're, we're just doing things that are going to get us nowhere. We're going to be in that category where we're going to say, but Lord, I did this in your name. I did that in your name. I did this and that. And he's going to say, but that isn't what I asked you to do. You're just doing works to try to get into the kingdom. If we don't know his heart, we can't do his will. If we don't hear him, we can't do his will. Can he interrupt your life? Can he interrupt your thought life? Does he do that? He does that to me all the time. Because I've given him permission. Can you give him permission to just interrupt you in mid-sentence? Can you be talking to someone and all of a sudden you can't hear that person anymore because Jesus started talking to you? If you love him and you worship him by doing his will, you're always going to be able to hear him. But if you block him out because it's about you, because it's about you and you compromise, you're not going to hear him. The way to hear Jesus is to let him correct you and to obey you and, and to obey him. If he has your attention, you're going to hear him. But if you block him out, he's going to get quiet. He's going to get quiet. Maybe you don't think you asked him to leave, but you did because you ignored him. And when you ignore him, it's all about you and what you think and what your opinion is. And you have no idea what his opinion is because you're not listening. His ways are higher than our ways. You're not going to be able to think like him without giving him um, your permission to, to change you and to share with you what he thinks. You can, you can look at the word. You can try, you can try to do it. You, you, can, you can try it on. But it's not going to fit you until you've applied it and let him teach it to you. When you think you know something and then he shows up, you find out you don't know anything. And so the word I have for you today from Jesus is don't compromise. Don't try to make that cake without me. Don't try to do this life on your own, but look to him, look to the word. 
Look to the word of God. What does it say? And then after you find out what it says, say, explain it to me, Lord. It's so exciting of a life when you're doing, when you're giving of your gift, doing what he created you to do rather than trying to take care of yourself. Just let him bless you. Just go ahead and do the right thing, even though you're afraid. Do it afraid. The enemy is trying to get you to be afraid to do the right thing because he wants to keep Jesus from moving on the earth. And he moves through us, his people. He's called us to do his work. He said, I'm going to the Father. Now you're going to do what I was doing. And we can't do what he was doing if we have our mind on ourselves. If it's all about us, if we got to be, if we're creating him into who we think he should be, doing things or trying trying to do things the way, um, you know, if, if you're in leadership, it, it's real easy when you get that respect from the people to um, just get people to do what you want them to do. And you end up being their God. You end up being God in their lives. And you're, and you're trying to be God. And what did Jesus say about that? What did he say about that? He said to the Pharisees, perfect example. Because they wanted to do it their way. When Jesus showed up, they didn't like him. And he said, your father is the devil. And we don't want to live that life. We don't want to be a fake Christian. We don't want to be a Pharisee where we just go to school and we follow all the rules, but we're not doing the will of the Father. Many on that day, not everyone who calls me Lord, he's talking to those who think that they're believers. Those of us who think we're following him, Not all of us is what he's saying. Not all of us who call him Lord are going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. But those who do the will of the Father, those who don't compromise, those who are seeking after him in his heart to do his will, those who say and do what he would say and do, let that be your prayer. Help me to only think your way. Say, say what you would say. Do what you would do. I don't want to be about me. I don't want to think that I'm right with you. And on that day, you say, away from me. I never knew you. You thought you were doing as well. You could even be behind the pulpit thinking you're doing the will of the Father, and you're not. Let him speak to you. Get it right. He's coming. He's at that door. He's knocking. Just remember, he used plain, ordinary fishermen. He didn't use Pharisees. So don't put yourself down. Don't let Satan tell you you're not good enough and God can't use you. He can use you, especially, especially if you're not all about yourself. If you're not thinking, well, I went to school and I got it together. And If the world accepts you, then you might be um, in that place where God doesn't, because Jesus said that. They're going to hate you. They're going to hate you. 
because they hated me first. So let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you and praise you for teaching us your word today. We thank you and praise you for telling us the truth, for leading us by your word. We just receive all that you gave us today. We love you. We praise you and give you all glory. Thank you for your word. We humble ourselves before you. In your name. You know, Jesus said that um, he corrects those that he loves in Revelation 3.19. So you want to be sure that you're going to let him correct you. And um, then in Revelation 3.20, the very next thing he said is that he's knocking at the door of your heart. And lots of times that knock feels like correction and people turn away. They don't like the icky feeling. They're getting like, oh, I'm doing something wrong and I got to change it and I don't want to. And that's too scary. And then again, what are people going to think of me and this, that, and the other thing? But he's knocking at the door of your heart because he wants to save you. He wants to give you salvation, life to the full. And if you would heed his voice, if you would heed his voice and invite him in, then he would come and live on the inside of you and teach you. He would dine with you. It means he's going to hang out with you. He's going to teach you his way. He's going to show you the gift, the thing he has for you to do. And as you do that gift, he's just going to add to you. He's going to add to you. All things you used to run after, acceptance, maybe, things, happiness, peace, joy. You're just going to get it when you do what he's calling you to do. I found that out, so I am a witness to that. So if you never asked him to come and live on the inside of you and you're willing to heed his voice, then you can ask him that anytime. Just ask him right now. Come in my heart. I want to heed your voice. But help me. I can't do anything without you. Help me. I can't do it without you, Lord. I'm in this situation. I already feel you tugging at my heart. Help me. Help me, Lord. And he will. I say that all the time. Help me. Help me, because he gets me in some pretty fickle, um, hard situations when he asks me to do things. And, you know, the enemy gets in there, and he just tries to get you to compromise. Don't do it. Just go ahead and ask him in, no matter how it feels right now, and just let him take over. He'll help you. He'll teach you. He loves you so much. Thank you so much for listening today. 